What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two-Line Music Cuts Entertainment Report podcast. And today, we have a really special guest in the building. Listen, this man is a singer, songwriter, producer. He's a creative. Listen, he has a new project out with Wayne J called New Millennium. And he had dropped another project last year called Immortal Stepper. Listen, you know who we have in the building today? We have Black Hero in the building today. What's going on, my brother? What's up? What's up? Blessed, blessed love, my brother. It's, it's an honor. I've actually been watching a lot of these. Like, I watch Protege Zone. Um, and because I, int- I really study the game, so I really use your interviews as a nice point to get some gems. You know what I mean? It's an honor yeah. to be here. Thank you. That that that's a surprise. You surprised me on that one there still, you know what I mean? Um, well she put me on to you. So I that, I listen to everything while she said. So I just I just follow it. While she yeah. is family, bro. You know what I mean? I'm actually Shit. working on some stuff that I gotta put out for him. Hopefully I'll finish recording today and it will be out by um this week here. You know what I mean? Okay, straight. I look forward to it. Black hero in the building. All right, boss, let's go back to the beginning of this journey here and then bring it right up. What part of Jamaica did you grow up in and what actually attracted you to music in the first place? Ah, all right. So rewind. Uh, three-year-old, four-year-old hero. All right, cool. Um, we're in Waterford. I'm originally from Waterford, St. Catherine. So that's where Vibes Cartel, Singer Blinger is from. You know what I mean? Those are the people who made it popular. And I was there and I was growing up, learning about life, questing and everything, you know, as you should. As I, and... You were there hearing songs, you know. You didn't know what mu- I didn't know what music was at that time, but you was always hearing songs. Your parents playing songs, your community playing songs, and you know, you're growing up being like, "Oh, that's cool." But the real interest didn't really start until mom started to, you know, kind of forcibly make you go to church. Like, you know, you go to church, and because you're there every Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday with her. You have to kind of find a reason to be interested in church. And I wasn't really into the preaching aspect, but the drums, the drums just caught my attention. I was just like focused on the drums. I was like, yo, how is he doing this? Yeah. He looks like he's having fun and it is making sounds. I was like, yo, so from about seven or six, I was like really interested in the drums, started playing the Congo drums at church. Then, you know, got a little older than the band members saw that I was just always playing the drums. So I was like, yo, come and join the bigger, bigger musicians and learn how to play the drums. And I, I swear to you, when I look back, I think that was the starting point for me. Just that, that moment of falling in love with the drums, starting to play the drums, play, singing at the youth choir, learning about different things. That was the seed that was really planted that 20 years later just, just activated. It yeah. just grew, definitely for sure. Because even with the drums, were you actually, did you go to learn it or it was something that you naturally picked up playing the drums? Yeah, it was just naturally. I don't know what, I don't know what it was. It was just like, at church, they don't really teach you by notes. You have to mm-hmm. really learn by ear and eye what you mm-hmm. see them do and what you hear. So you kind of get that crash course, rough, rough learning of music. So you don't really get that super in-depth, but you get to learn by ear. Like, you know, okay, that's G, that's A, that's okay, that's a cadence, that pattern, you know what I mean? So it was more of like, yeah, it was just that, you know what I mean? I didn't really learn it like school or anything. It's just, you're there and they tell you, oh, this is a praise break, this is a crescendo, this is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, and then you just do what you need to do from there and move forward. 
Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so then church, drums. So when did you discover Michael Jackson? Oh, man. Oh, that's my guy. Even when I hear his name, I get, like, really <laughs> excited. Um, Yeah, my mom had, like, even though she was a Christian, she liked listening to secular love songs. So mm -hmm. songs that could pass in the house, you know what I mean? So she had this CD with, like, Lionel Richie, Marvin Gaye, Michael Jackson, Akon, for some strange reason. And mm -hmm. there's some other people, you know, there's some other people there, but Barry White. She just had a mixture, like, you know, and the CD, when I eventually got the CD and started paying attention, every single other artist on it was scratched, but Michael. <laughs> so I had no choice but to listen all of Michael Jackson's hits over and over and I was like, yo, this is the only part of the CD that works. So... Yeah, that was really the starting point. Like, mm -hmm. But I didn't know I was going to fall in love with his music even when I got older. Like, you know, you don't really know these things have a long-lasting effect until you get older. So, But that was the moment for sure. Because I remember being younger and I didn't know the words, but I was like... Because I just like how it's sown and I was just rocking. But I didn't know the words at all. Is that it? So that was the point. Yeah, my mom gave me a CD and he was the only person left playing on the CD. And that was the, yeah, that was the introduction. That was the introduction. Yeah, definitely. And you see the thing with it, you understood back then the feel and the energy of the music, even if you didn't understand the words you understand, you said this felt good. You like how it felt. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sure. Mm -hmm. His music is, is number one. For sure. Yeah. Okay. So then now you said your mom's Christian. You grew up in Waterford where Cartel, Singer, Blinger, and all of them were. So besides Michael Jackson, who else? influenced you to become this type of artist that you are right now um there's there's many because it's like i'm an album artist so i really when i find the artists i like listen to their discography and kind of absorb isn't me so it's weird even as i get to you usually i tell you them but yo, yo this step on the album and you know, nobody never really care about that i'm just mm -hmm. care about the singles i'm like all right cool whatever mm -hmm. so but i would say i really love genre bands like that was what stood out to me about the artist I'm about to call. Like MJ, Vibes Cartel is a genre bender too. Kirk Franklin. Um, I definitely have to put um Bob Marley there. And there's one more artist. There's um it's 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 a fight, it's literally a fight between D'Angelo and Outcast. You know what I mean? Like it's literally like though like those are the that's my Mount Rushmore of genre benders you know what i mean like to be honest like they can do anything like they can you know what i mean like they can sing they can rap they can write they can some of them can dance some of them can do everything in one but those artists are the ones that kind of let me say yo i could really be different and not just be one thing or sing about one thing like isn't me so yeah for sure it's a weird mix but michael jackson kirk franklin um, as I said, D'Angelo are outcast. They're really, really like close. Yeah. Then um, who was I saying again? Bob, and then there's one more. Did I miss somebody? No, D'Angelo outcast. Yes, Vibes Cartel. Yes, okay. And do you actually ever meet Vibes Cartel growing up? Yeah, when I was younger. So fun fact: like my mom used to make his mom's clothes. Like she used to sew for a lot of Christian people, make mm -hmm. gowns and hats. 
So I didn't even know on, on, at first because I used to just deliver the clothes to her, you know what I mean? But then I met him there one time, but it's just by accident. Like, you know, he was just there because she loves him. Like, when you go in her house, it's just like crazy pictures of Vibes Carter, like in the bathroom and everywhere. Like, so, but he was there, and but it wasn't like a meet, and I knew that was Carter. It was more of like a, oh, bless up, you know. Um, it's a moon's very gone, isn't it? Because at that time I knew the sound, but I didn't know what it really looked like for <laughs> real, like fully in front of my face, like you know what I mean. And I didn't even know that was Carter's mom, to be honest. Like, it's just like, well, I'm gonna drop this off for me, so and so. All right, cool. Mm. Yeah, so I met him that one time, yeah. but never. That's crazy. Again, as you said, you're just in the area dropping off stuff, it doesn't really matter to you more or less. Okay, here's yeah. some stuff from mom, and let's go. Yeah, and then it just he's just there. It's like, yeah. oh, but you could, as I said, I know I seen him on the wall, so I'm like, oh, this is her son. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I'm not. I just didn't know the magnitude of who he was at the time. Got you. All right. I want to get into actually your journey in actually to getting into music now, because I know at first you weren't into music. I think you had um you were working in the bank. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. How do you how did you get to how did that happen there? How did you did you go to college, go to the bank? How did that happen? All right, so everything is literally one one story. It's real life. So I, I once I start, it's gonna reach to how I got it. So okay. the starting point was being sixteen, you got all your subjects at school, everybody being surprised, and then your mom is like, Oh damn, we didn't even know you were gonna go this far. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's no trust. There, you know, it's like I get a youth and how much money in there for go college, but I was like, yo, I want to go. I want to try at this. So that's when I tried to go to, there's this college in Port Marcus, Port Marcus Community College, so PCC. Mm-hmm. And they had this course where you studied two years there and then two years at UTEP. So struggling to pay and go through while in the second year, you know, I just realized the situation that, man, I'm not taking a student loan. My mom can't really afford this. My dad is working super hard already. So it's like, all right, I'm going to try to get a job. So my, my, my godmother worked at NCB. So she's like, yo, I'll get you in as an intern, and then we'll see where it goes from there. I'm like, all right, cool. One thing about me and my, like my father's bloodline, like we work hard. So it's like when I went to the bank, I was just killing it. I was like breaking records. I was like the best slave ever. I was like, ah, oh, I was going hard. Like, I was really going hard because they were paying you good. And, you know, I'm like, I'm 16, 17. I'm not paying tax, I'm getting paid. And it's at a bank. Like I'm getting girls, all kinds of things. So it's just like money, everything is like, you get, you get it. I'm like, all right, cool. And then two years pass by, three years pass by. I'm now 19, 20. And I'm like, yo, this sucks. I've been doing the same thing mm-hmm. for 36 months. You know what I mean? So it's like, there's no purpose. My dreams are starting to die out. My goals, my aspirations. Now I'm thinking about getting a mortgage at 19. I'm like, what? That's kind of crazy. Like, I'm, it's a good thought to have, but I'm like, yo, why am I getting so old so quick? Yeah. Like, what's going on here? And then it's, it's almost like, like the same day I had that revelation, it's like, a man that's been there for 30 years is looking at me and say, I was in the same spot you were in. And I said, I'm going to give it two more years. And two more years turn to 30 because you get kids and you get responsibilities and you get comfortable. And I'm like, yo, 
this can't be a coincidence that this man is the first me and this man in, at work ever talking is about that. Like he just okay. he saw it in my face. I was just I was later for work. There was just no drive. It was just and then yeah, I just decided like yo, I'm not a quitter, so I'm gonna do everything for these people to get rid of. Started coming <laughs> really late, like yeah. teaching work, doing all kind of things just to not seem like I was a quitter to my yeah. to my parents at least. Isn't it? Like, this was their dream, like either the bank or a lawyer. The standards. So, but then while I was there, right before they let me go, I met this youth named Capone. But his name now is Boss, so he shoots a lot of the visuals for dancehall mm -hmm. artists, right? And when I met him, he was a producer. I wasn't mm -hmm. even interested in music. Mm -hmm. I was just like, because you know, your parents always tell you this can't work. And if you don't want it, it's not going work. You're not cartel. All right, cool, man. So you just never think it was real. But then he was uh, just starting to be a producer, going through the same issues I'm going through, not finding his purpose at this job. And so we ended up linking up really close, went to his ends. And then one night, he just played one of the beats he made, and I just freestyled like two hours. And then he just looked at me and like, no way. This is like, and I was like, yo, I didn't even know I could do that. Like, you know? Mm -hmm. And then that little seed right there of the man saying, yo, I feel like he can do this. Plus hearing myself, then him taking the, he's like, yo, I'm going to record the first song and make you hear your song. Then we'll go to the studio, record the song. And I heard myself. I was like, mm -hmm. I felt like there was just a switch inside. Like, without me even deciding like, oh, yo, this is, this is it. And I was horrible in her. So it wasn't even like I sounded really good. It was horrible. I was rapping. So it was like, Twang in with the rap and rrr, 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 you know all of us listen to Little Wayne, yeah. so they try to rap it. But what it was just a burst of energy that really inspired me, not really the craft at the time. Mm -hmm. So left work now, I got through it, can't pay my bills, you know. Back to original situation, probably thinking about moving back into moms, about Waterford, all kind of things I'm on, and I just decided I'm gonna rough it out. So. That was the journey, the movement from being at the bank, being uninspired, uninterested, to meeting this one youth, you know, with this one person. Yeah. And then, no, here I am, six years after that. Like, that was 2013, 2014, around there. And now we're here. And, and that's it's just like, up. yeah, and that, 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 there's just that one moment, just meeting one person. Like, that's why I know one person can definitely change your life. One moment, isn't it? It's so, moments in times. It's who you meet along the journey, the time when you mm -hmm. met them. Because you might have met these people one year before you were ready to quit and not even quit, get fired. And yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't have moved you because you weren't in that space. But you were in the space, you met the people, and everything just aligned the right way. Yeah, per exactly. I couldn't say perfect. Yeah. So that okay, was the movement. Because I know once you had left the bank, were you living on your own or you're still living at home at this point here? No, I was no from the from at, from the day from we were at the bank. I, I just left my I left my parents because okay. imagine you're working at the bank. Yo, remember it's like like you're in the ghetto. Even though your parents tried to give you what they didn't have, it's still mm -hmm. the mindset of yo. You know what I mean? Like ownership and owning your child. So I was paying bills coming as a working youth. But through I was 16, 17, I couldn't come home past 10 o'clock, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Locking gate. I'm sleeping outside for two hours and then I have to go work in the morning. Are you crazy? Like, 
So these are the things I'm like, yo, I'm not doing. So I just, me and my same bridging couple link up, went to live somewhere in Stony Hill. And that was the start of like a dream that I didn't even know was going to reach as far and can go even further, isn't it? Yeah, that's crazy because now, okay, so you left the bank because I know at one point you actually became homeless. What what actually led up to you becoming homeless? Um, so we I left my mom while I was working with me and my bridge and splitting the bills, right? Mm-hmm. So now that I'm not working, um, I couldn't pay my end of the bills. So not on purpose, that, but that created a rift between me and Virgin with me and my a lot of people like you know you're just not the same person as you was at the bank you're not paying for everything you're not you don't have that magic card that the swipes you know and you just you know what I mean so yeah. it's just like life becomes very real for you you start to realize oh man I have such a clean heart I'm good at this but it's really money and it's really boils down to this and you know that's even where I started that's where I got the, my name Black Heroes I was crying like I, I'm not even afraid I was crying in my room, I was like, damn, everybody are pre-me, everybody. I said, why am I left the bank and turn into this music? That now will work. And I was just there. And then a voice just said, yo, bam, black hero, rare, and you know. But to go back to the homeless thing, like, couldn't pay, couldn't do that. He wanted to move, go back to his mom so it would be cheaper for him. That left me out there in the cold. You know what I mean? So we had to give up the place. Um, I had to... <laughs> live with uh, some girls at the time. You know I mean? Just bounce from place to place. You know, the, the females, the energy always mm-hmm. helped me out. I, I, that's why I don't disrespect women. They always help me, isn't me? So I had to bounce from girl house to girl house and they slept on Hot 102's radio floor for like a year and odd. Like slept at the radio station. They didn't even know like I was really sleeping. I used to sneak back in the security guard. We used to bathe in the shower at the back. It was crazy. It was a crazy yeah. life. Then, when we, when then when we couldn't get back into the radio station, sometimes we had to sleep in half tree or crossroads. It was crazy, man. I'm not, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. It was like at one point I was like, "Yo, maybe this ain't gonna work." <laughs> I was like, "Yo, maybe I should just go back home and just do that prodigal something and ask for yeah. But so was like, it because because you had actually left? You had this career that everybody looks up to and your mom says yes and then you decided hey i don't want that i want music so i guess I, that created a rift between you and your parents and they didn't want you back or you didn't want to go back i didn't i just didn't want to go back i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't face going back and being like mom like are you crazy like i didn't make it i didn't do it i didn't mm-hmm. accomplish it i'm like i'm the first one i'm the first born so i take i have a huge pride when it comes to my mom and what I want to accomplish, isn't it? Yeah. Like every first born, isn't it? So, so I just didn't want to go back home and tell her, you know, I'm broke because I left the job to, to pursue music. You know what I mean? But I, I think they would have let me back in. But it wouldn't be how it would be now. Like, you know, seeing your child on TV and all this different stuff, and now it's real love. Like, they're like, yo, I see it now. I, when they watch the different interviews, they're like, man, I didn't even understand that's what you're going through. Like, you get me? So, but yeah, man, the homeless part taught me a lot. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And the trick with it, too, when you decided to do music, were you actually, that's when you decided to rest also, or this was after the fact? Um, for, for me, it's like, the, 
me not going to the barber was an economic at first. Okay. I'm like, yo, I'm not spending three, four, five bills on my hair. Mm. I don't have that right now. So, you know what I mean? So, I'm like, yo, I'm going to make it grow. Mm. Then, I don't know if it was because it was growing and the frequencies, like, the, the frequencies in my brain just changed. Mm. I was seeking different things. I wanted to learn about, like, yo, why, why do I look like this? Why is my shade like this? Why... Why am I like this? Why does my why 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 can't my hair do this? Why do I talk like this? What is where am I where am I from? Who am I? And then that's when Rasta like really became a guide and like a doorway from to that. Is it me? Because it was the only thing you you can it really is the only thing you can go to that directly is a connecting you to Africa. Like yeah. is it me? Everything else is all about loopholes and they mention African countries and whatever. But with Rastafari, they're telling you you're African. It goes direct, and the books are very powerful. So, yeah. So the rust came about like two years after growing my hair, like just soaking up energy first. Because I really believe in. I don't like telling lies. Isn't me? I don't like pretending. I don't like if I'm if I feel like I don't have to do that. I just leave the situation alone. Isn't me? So if I say I'm going to walk in a bit of rastafari, I don't want to be fake. I want to know what I'm talking about. I want to know. Who it is I'm, I, 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 I'm following. What, you know what I mean? So it's like two years after is when everything kind of sealed. And I was like, Yo, all right, I know enough that I can. If someone asks me about Rastafari, I can show them where to go to get knowledge. Is it me? So, yeah, it came about two years after. Two years after. Okay, so then now you're in this journey. You started music, everything, Russ and everything. What was your first song that you actually recorded that started to give you some traction? Ah, there was this, all right, outside of the very first song that Capone recorded for me so I could hear myself, there was this mm-hmm. song called Herb. That was the very first song I recorded that really showed me that it could really work. Like me and my Bridget, greatest who, uh, that's my best friend. We still, we made the new millennium. Like that's my friend. That's from eight years ago. Yeah. Isn't me? So we made that song in his closet on a hanger with a socks, with a, with a condenser mic. And we were like, yo, we're just going to put it out. We put it out. The industry just literally like reacted like, what is this? And the video was trippy because I'm weird. I like weird stuff. I'm very eclectic. So it's like the video was trippy and it was different and we just looked different. So it's like that was the song that like that song was so powerful. For one of the first shows that I ever did, I brought Book Prodigy out. Cause he loved that song so much. Like he was like, "Nah, I'm coming out on stage to sing that song." Like, All right, cool. You get me? Yeah. Literally, he just came on stage to sing piece of that song. So I'm like, "Yo, that's how that song was so powerful. Like it, it wasn't no million streams, but within the culture, it felt like I was an underground king. It's like because it's like everybody was using the flow for the second verse." Mm-hmm for different songs now and like people is like it's just, it's like, that song was just because that song is weird we sampled I think it was a Curtis Mayfield mm-hmm. we got the thing cleared somehow by some online yeah. website thing and then put it out through TuneCore something like that yeah, TuneCore DistroKid one of those type of distribution yeah one of those that like on, that, that, this is when the, the, the independent thing was really just like this was after Wiz and them really was doing it and currency them, you know? So it's like, 
we were watching them and burning them. And so it was like, yo, let's try this. Let's try this. Mm-hmm. And it worked. Like, it really worked. Like, I went on tour because of that song. I, it really worked. So I'll tell you the funny thing with it. That's when I really discovered you. And it wasn't from the actual video because it's not until last week I seen the video. It was when you were on BBC One Extra. And it was you, Leela, and Leno Banton. And then you came in and started to DJ Herb. I thought it was a freestyle at that time there. And then yeah. when I seen Leela go over Leno's shoulder to actually sing two lyrics out of it, I said, this is the song right here. This is crazy right here. Slow down, yeah. grandma. And then you slow down too. I said, this man is insane. As you see, like the Herb, that led to the BBC extra with Tada too. Tada loved that song. Mm-hmm. I guess him, it says like, yeah, that song did a lot. <laughs> like, yeah, and that freestyle was like, I think it's almost at one point something something. So it's like, yeah, as I said, one one one. It only takes one moment. Yeah, moment in time, moment in time. You, a post on Instagram, a video on YouTube, an interview, a conversation, something sparks something, and there you go, right there. Yeah, exactly. Yes. All right. So then the herb, you said, actually, that's the one that actually started to bubble now. So then would you say you actually came out the same time like Leela and everybody started to come out at the exact same time there? I would say, yeah, probably not in the same. All right. I, I don't know if most people know this, but that we, <laughs> me and Dennis and Gracio and Leela at one point had a group called Bosway. Like it was like a group. That's all. That's how Protege met all of us. Like we all used to par and we used to stay at the same ends. We used to make music together. Um, so yeah, a lot of people don't know. Like the reason why me and Lila so sick because like we go through the same train. Like the same people who teach her. Like me and perform teach her. The same people we used to see right. Like mm. it's the same energy. Like Wayne J too. Like Wayne J's yeah. dad really helped all of us. Like to be honest. Like Wayne J was the young kid doing it with the chicken gun and hit shelling all the shows. And we used to just go around with him and he used to bring us on shows. His father used to help us write music. It's like, so we had that click. You know what I mean? Protege really reached out. Like, that's why it's weird. Every interview I do have to pick him up because it's like, I wouldn't be real. You know, what he's doing for Leela, he's done for, and for the other daughters, he's done for all of us. Like, he's reached out. He, he came up to the studio at 3 o'clock in the morning in 2013 or something like that by himself and just met all of us just in Stony Hill and just, just vibing, you know? And, you know, he's still doing it. He, she signed now to him and he had, like, you know what I mean? So it was that click and that moment and us coming out together that really, that's what everyone is seeing manifest now, even when everybody has their own platform, Springboard, like, that's so the energy. Like, Runkus, Royal Blue, Tessellated, we're always like parring like before we all said you know we're gonna hit this this switch real serious and everybody starts really going in their zone and i mean so it's like yeah this new this new crap we're, we're all definitely close like it's not it's not like when anybody when you see each other is like who's that no it's like yo i want this you know what i mean so that's what i really love about my generation it's like we're we're literally all cool with each other like that's crazy yeah, no, that's crazy right there. I had no clue that you were in a group with Leela. It was who? You, Leela, and who else was in it? Um, Gray Show and um, producer of New Millennium. Um, he goes by the name Greatest, but his name yeah. is Dennis. Yeah. 
I wouldn't say like a music group. It's just an informal group. It's just a mm-hmm. we just used to part. I would just look trippy. I would yeah. look cool. Like everybody's just like, "Yo, what is this?" I would say, "Yo, we're busway." Mm-hmm. But we never mean it like a group name. We just say we're the busway because we're a bar. You know what I mean? And people were just like, "Yo, that's sick." Mm-hmm. So and then yeah, it just became all of us know who we are. Isn't it? like that energy, that that little spark. There's a different spark you see in me, Wayne J and Lila. Tell it like I don't know. If it's that training, but when you see up on stage, man, hungry, man, I know, oh, man, we're just hungry. Like, you get me? Yeah. No, I, I seen you, trust me, I seen you work, I seen you on stage, I seen you do a couple of shows, I've seen you, and I said, okay, you know what? You're the truth right here. You definitely know what you're doing. But what oh, really man. even, when it came to song, the first song that I heard I had no clue was you was um, Feet Don't Feel Me Now. And I'll tell you what it was about that song in particular that really got me. It was the mix. When you dropped out the rhythm, put it back, and dropped it out again, that right there to me seemed like one of the craziest things I've ever heard on a fort, like as a single. Like what? That's more of a dub plate mix here. This is how you guys are putting out singles? (laughs) I said, this is it right here. Feet don't feel me now. How did you come up with that one there? Um, that song, I, I know you was going to ask, I'm even thinking, how do we make feet? I think that song was a challenge from um, my live engineer and good friend of mine, Shutter Biggs. Um, mm-hmm. He engineers for Chaos Chronics, everybody. So it's like, he usually, he's just like, yo, you're weird and you make these cool music. But I want, I need to hear like a reggae song from you, but different. Like, you know what I mean? And he's like, and I used to cuss him, I'm like, Biggs. I don't want to, because I got sound like everybody else. Blah, 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 blah. I want to be different. And he's like, just take it from me. I said, Bridget, we know you always listen to me. Mm-hmm. Do something that's you within reggae. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he knows me. I, I will be upset in the moment. And then I'll call him two days later. I'll be like, you know, say, right? Like, yeah. all right, cool. Let's do this. And he sent me this rhythm. And this the feet on fair rhythm was made by Leroy Sims. Nobody knows. This is a secret. Yeah, it was made by him and his students and, you know, basically Upper Garden Tone and Shutterbeat. And when I got the rhythm, I was like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. And I'm like, he don't fail me now. And I was like, I heard that. And I was like, and I called Shutterbeat. I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. hear this. Without him having anything else in the song, it's like, he don't fail me now. It's like, brother, that's it. Just do it. Just, just finish it. And then we did it. And... That song again too was a moment because even as I said, no views, no force, nothing. Just the people boot like that song. They downloaded Europe, put that song at number one and some like listen. So I'm like, yo. So that song again too was a moment I heard. Like I, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, because that song. It was a challenge. It all started as a challenge. Like yo, I want to hear something like that. Mm -hmm. And then you definitely rose to the occasion because as. To me, that seems like that would have been your. Could we call that your breakout song there? Yeah, like that, 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 that first, yeah, for real. Because the herb was more underground. Mm-hmm. Like if you didn't know what was happening, you you wouldn't have known. Does it mean? But with feet, it's like that just went. I don't, I, I don't know where it went. I don't know how it went. It just, it just went places. And mm-hmm. you know, when you go to when we went on tour with Blue and. Runkos, and I, I sang it at stages like big festivals over there. I could see the reaction like, oh, this is everybody's song. Okay, cool. All right. So, yeah, that song's, I love that. 
yeah, no, big, big song there. And we're talking about it's off of your, your this was your first album that you actually put out was the Immortal Stepper. 14 yeah, tracks, maybe. 14 crazy, crazy tracks right there. All right. Yeah. How did you even come up with the name for the album? And why did you figure at this point here you needed a body of work to put out? Uh, I guess since we're, we're far away for like it's so much time since it came out, I can say it. Um, To be honest, in a Muslim, I'm a very hungry, like hardworking youth, you know. So a lot of people might don't do this, but I do this. I really study everybody in my space, especially in my generation, because I want to be the best. Not to be better than anybody, just to be the best me I can be, you see me? Mm-hmm. So it's like when I look in the space, I'm like, all the young all the young guns were just like putting you know, on singles or doing mixtapes or doing shying away from album, the title mm-hmm. album. Mm-hmm. Even me, I was running from it too, but that should have came out two years ago. So I'm like, before before it came out. So it's like, mm-hmm. all right, we're just gonna go album. And so much things happened while making that album. Um, so many things happened with that project. Um, I lost the files. My engineer wasn't in Jamaica for most of the time. Um, I, I don't have a personal studio, so I had to like just be, you know, anywhere you go, you try to make it work within the two, one hour that they give you for free or, you know, in your friend's closet. But the reason why I still put out the project because I was just telling the team like, yo, if we don't put out anything, Mm-hmm. where's the growth where's the hey look at me moment hey from what i know about the industry artists normally put up demo tapes mm-hmm. or demo projects to get interest and build interest and get investment stuff like that so i took that older model i was like yo even with how it isn't fully mixed and it isn't fully mastered we're putting it up let's see what happens and i put it out because there's some really good songs on there so i was like yo whatever happens happens and then we put it out and then the response was just great. Like the feedback, nobody cared about the mix. So the best thing for me to happen with that album, it taught me that, oh, I shouldn't be making music for the industry. Like the people who are so super meticulous, like, oh, this doesn't have the right DB and the Q bass and the specific <laughs> reverb from this specific company. Mm-hmm. No, I'm making music for the people. They love that album so much. Like, mm-hmm. like, when people buy it and listen, they're like, yo, this, it's crazy. You see me? There's something on it for everybody. So, yeah, that album really is living up to its name, which is the Immortal Stepper, because that's how I see myself. I just feel like I'm not going to die. I'm, not, I'm just always going to be here. I'm always going to be moving. And then Stepper in Jamaica is almost like a bad man. <laughs> so I'm like that immortal gangster, in a sense, like, but for righteousness, you see me? In a sense. Yeah. I hear you. That's yeah. like a very quick way to describe it, but it's just a forever movement, always going forward. Mm-hmm. Some similar to Nipsey, like the marathon continues. Yeah. 100%. And one thing I've noticed, because you even said that you you like to work. Listen, you see 2019, the amount of music I seen you put out in 2019 and visuals too was freaking amazing. There's a lot of big established artists that did not have the amount of music that you had out for 2019. You understand? That was the plan to really go hard for 2019 or that's just naturally who you are at all times? Yeah, 29. All right. There's, I feel every artist has this, so it's not like a secret. You need to have a plan. So at the end of 2018, I said to myself, okay, 
I've done a few shows. I've done some ambassador stuff. I've toured. I I want to really see what I can do as a musician. And then as I'm really, I have my ear close to the space. So people would always say, yeah, he's almost there. You know, he's a good performer. But where's the songs? Like, they always sound unmixed. And they always sound, uh, I'm like, all right, because we're struggling over here. But anyways, I just said to myself, okay, for the next four years, mm -hmm. I'm going to take myself and my catalog and my team, my sound, my craft, my dedication, my passion to on the next level. And I know where I want to be is going to take some time. So I just gave myself that time, like our 2019 stepping stone, didn't back, put out this album, put out some singles, put out some stuff, visuals, put them out. All right, cool. 2020, oh, everything that happened this year was just in my mind, like bang, 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 bang. The next year is going to be crazy. Like it's, it's going to be crazy, crazy. So it's like, yeah, it was an active plan to put out and build a serious catalog before my youth is up. I, I want it to be a youth with a lot of music. Yeah. yeah. I, I would say be 15 have a lot of music. I, I would say you're, you're on the right path. Definitely on the yeah. right path. Because I know another big song that you did, I seen it on the onstage performance, was Love. That's another one. Did that come out 2019 or 2020? Love? Yeah. That came out, yeah, I think it was 2019. Either the end or the beginning of 2020. Mm -hmm. One of them. Because it was like, it's a juggling, you know, J Jamaica has a juggling. So I think Upsetter Music did that one. So mm -hmm. I was with, they, they put it out. But the reason why I performed that song is because Hint Hint, that song is going to be on my album. So it's a powerful yeah. song. Yeah. You get me? It's a very, very, very powerful song. So, I perform that. I perform that song on any platform. I feel goes to the world because mm -hmm. I, I just feel it's a universal song. So, love is a is a hint into what my second album is gonna sound like. If All anybody right. wants to know. All right, definitely. The maturity, the content, the writing. Yeah, that's big there. And then I know that your longtime collaborator Wayne J. You just dropped a new project with him called New Millennium. Before we even get into that, how did you connect with Wayne J? And then why did you guys decide to drop a new project right now? All right. With, with Wayne now, I, I always have to keep it honest. Wayne is the first artist that ever brought me up on a show. So, okay. yeah, I, I've known Wayne J from he was seven. He's like 17 now. Yeah. Yeah. But we didn't do music till now. You see how full <laughs> circle that is? That's kind of crazy. So, yeah. He's... Same again, Dennis, the greatest records. He's my best friend. He's my producer. He's like, if you ask anybody, he's the, yeah. outside of my girlfriend, he's the only person mm -hmm. I'm with, literally. Like, like, I don't really, we're just weird alike. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, he manages Wayne J. So, that's that connection right there. Like, you know, he's been there with Wayne J from, from then till now. So, yeah. I really don't want to give... COVID or this pandemic any kudos, but that's the reason why that, that new millennium project happened. Like, I was literally at home, haven't seen my bro in a while, haven't seen Wayne anybody in a while, and I was like, yo, what's going on? Like, it's COVID. Like, it's what's going on? So I hit up everybody and like, yo, I have so, uh, what's going on? Let's, let's, let's link. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. started to link more and started to vibe. And then I just got the crazy idea like, yo, let's make a dance hall. Let's make some dance hall music. They look at me like, hey, you're, you're over there in reggae, bro. Like, what are you doing? Like, you sure you want to do that? And I'm like, no, it's just music, bro. It's just music. Let's just make music. Yeah. And I had original already, mm -hmm. which fully written, done everything. I was like, yo, you want a piece of this? Yeah. And Wayne J don't really like when people give him songs. Like, he's like me. He likes to write. But because, him, like, you know, it was a good song, he was like, yo, I'll do it. I'm yeah. like, so we did the original, heard it, we know we have something. But we're like, let's do one more. And then we did the song, Young Boss. So we're like, all right. Delicious Vinyl was asking me for, for some music, and I'm a really good youth. Like, I'm a team player. So I'm like, yo, instead of me giving you my music, let me also, while building our relationship, let me give Wayne J some energy too, because everybody knows him, but we just he just needs some new content. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, yo, let's do I'm gonna do a collab project with him. But let's test it with these two songs first. Cause the people don't like it, it don't make no sense. Yeah. So they took original and young boss, we come up with some ideas and we put them out. And yeah, life kinda changed. <laughs> life kinda changed after original and young boss. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because I know so, you guys put out the remix with Skilly Bang. Yeah, like that's one of the changes. Like he Skilly love Young Boss. Like we couldn't even you couldn't even pay him to do do it. He would have just done it for free. But like he he'd be disrespected if we tried to pay him. Cause that's right. his that was his favorite song. But that that just that just shows that just means kudos to Delicious Vinyl and the team and right. us because he just kept hearing the song in the streets. Cause we were pushing that song and pushing it and make sure we got it on the radios and thanks to sparks and all these other disc jocks that they just said yo this is good music we're gonna play this regardless isn't it <laughs> so and he just heard it and he was just like yo i love it and then dennis again <laughs> met him somewhere in east side like just buying food approached him he's like yo we rate your thing and because we rate him like me rate skilly Bang a lot for sure i can sure. really remind me of cartel isn't it so mm -hmm. in a better way too mm -hmm. so it's like him see him and say yo yo vibes vibes and he's like yo are you producing young boss and then it's like yeah and he's just like wanted a remix then i'm a song you know and then the rest is just history and then those three things now gave us enough energy to say we're gonna do a collab project one hasn't been done in a while and dancehall hasn't been so clean in a while mm -hmm. from a young artist. So we just decided we're just going to, we're going to do what we do best together because we both make clean music. Mm -hmm. We both love dancehall and reggae. So we're just going to put everything in one go, present it nicely, have some plans and some young, young entrepreneurial energy behind it and just see what happens. And yeah, it was nice. It was a nice response. Yeah, it was good. No, no, big, big, big song. Listen, I have two questions for you before I get you out of here, okay? You work in it, because I know your intellect. You could tell just by the way you speak and the way you think, you're very intellectual and you look into things very deeply, all right? What was one main principle you learned from the bank that you actually incorporated either in your everyday life or into your music? I, the one main thing I learned, and I tell this to everybody, I think every job teaches you that. If the owner for the company is very invested in you being there for eight hours for his dreams, mm -hmm. how much hours should you put into yours? 
Like, so I look at it and say, I have to at least put in a minimum nine hours every day into what I love. Like, just like how that boss man has 2,500 people dedicating nine hours every day for five days. That's how he became a billionaire. So I'm like, yo, so if I want to do this, I need to make sure I'm putting in a lot of hours into what I'm doing. If I'm doing overtime, I pay myself extra if I'm doing overtime. Mm-hmm. And here's me if I put in a 12 hours, fine. So that's what I learned from, from the bank. Like, if I can get up at 5.30 every morning to accomplish the next person's dreams, mm-hmm. I must can do that for myself. Isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's right. Very, 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 very smart. I got a real random last question here. The person on your wall behind you, Sugar Miner, what does he mean to you? He, he He's like... Him and Michael Jackson are fight for it, you know? It's fighting for that number one spot. Cause ever since I've like fully like we all know Sugar Miner, but they don't really teach him, teach you about him as much as they do Bob. Mm-hmm. So when I fully started to dive into his music and find out that he's really the original dancer, man, I was like, Oh, so he's the man accredited with the first dancer album. Mm-hmm. He's dancer. So I am dancer. So it's not this. It's not just this new sound. It's like it can be from this time too. Street Sweeper and Greetings and, you know, these songs. Like they, these are dancehall songs. I'm like, yo, oh. So it just, like, it made me see what dancehall was lacking. One, it made, so he's just an eye opener. He's just a man that made me feel like no matter what, I can make it because his story is interesting. Mm-hmm. It's almost similar to mine. That's why I like him. Like he had to make his own sound because nobody wanted to play him. He had to become his own producer because nobody wanted to produce him. He had to write his own songs. He had to put on other people because nobody else wanted to put them on. We wouldn't know about Yami Bolo, Junior Reed. We wouldn't know about any tenor saw. We wouldn't know about most of these people without he break the most artists. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that's me. I want to do that. I want to do all of that. I want to make good music, be a hit, because he took over Japan like how Bob took over America and the rest of the places. So you can be big and successful and still share and still, you know what I mean? That's, that's, that's his thing for me. His thing is not even just music. It's about how we defy the odds. That's, that's really what stands out for me. Like, you know what I mean? And he wasn't signed to no major nothing like nobody else. And he still has that. If you play Sugar Miner in the dance, shut off your bus. Like, that's the truth. Yeah, you're 100% right. Wow. Conversation, great, great, great conversation. The only thing I'm going to ask you for is, before I get out of here, could you give me a piece of Feet Don't Fail Me Now right now? All right, for sure. Oh, watch how me say, feet don't fail me now. Oh, as I travel along way, battles just begun. Yeah, far from one, but they got, they got no way to run, no way to roam. When must we go? It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. And I mean, bless up to everybody who's going to watch this, who's watching it. And as I said, it's, it's an honor again being here. Isn't it? Like, I feel like this platform is 
But people will have sense. So we'll yeah. have sense. <laughs> you, you, def- you definitely do. Leave some contact info where they could check out what you have coming up. Because listen, what you have coming up, I heard some sneak previews. It's crazy. Leave some info for them. Straight, straight. Yeah, man. Bless. Leave the thing there. Leave um, some Instagram handles or where they could check out your music. Um, for, it, it's, it's, it's a different kind of spelling because if I spell Black Hero, you would find Marcus Garvey. You would find me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's B-L-V-K and Hero with a three. You see me? So once you type in the B-L-V-K, I've, I've practically dominated that spelling. So you should find yeah. So or just spell Hero with a three and it should be good. Like, you see me? I feel like getting people used to something different. Like, I could have spelled my name B-L-A-K. You get me? I get it. But I just want this whole experience to be different, straight through, isn't me? So, yeah. If you really want to connect, find me. Yeah. Hero, thank you so, so very much. Listen, it, this was a great conversation. Let me give you an outro and get you out of here, all right? Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle, and this has been another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast, and we are out. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com.